the Long Story Short Podcast with Liz Calloway. Welcome to the Long Story Short, the weekly podcast on Burn Media. I'm Liz Calloway. If you're enjoying the Long Story Short, be sure to like it and share it with your friends. We all need to work together to save America. And now on with the show. It's Long Story Short with Liz Calloway. Could running former first lady Michelle Obama be the secret weapon the Democrats pull out for 2024 just to be sure they maintain control? In this episode, Joel Gilbert, the author of Michelle Obama 2024, Her Real Life Story and Plan for Power, is going to tell us what he thinks. He's also the director of the documentary Michelle Obama 2024. Here's the trailer. Michelle Obama. And if they do, welcome Michelle Obama! Michelle Obama is the most popular woman in America. You know I hate politics. You can forget about the disclaimer. I'm convinced that Michelle Obama is running for president in 2024. Systemic racism, pepper spray, and rubber bullets on peaceful protesters. She's following the exact same formula that Barack did to become president. Michelle was the keynote speaker at the 2020 Democrat convention, just like Barack was in 2004. Barack once ran a voter registration organization. Now, so does Michelle. That's how we change America. Also, Barack Obama based his candidacy on his personal story. Michelle has done the exact same thing. But like Barack, Michelle tells a life story that is more fiction than fact. Maybe somebody's gonna discover that I shouldn't be here. Now. Come along on an investigation into the real Michelle Obama and her plan for power. I found out Michelle's father worked for the Democrat Party machine. My father, he was a precinct captain in Chicago. People would come for money. It turns out Michelle was never a part of the black community. In that household, there was fear. You talk like a white girl. You could get your butt kicked if you talk like a white girl. What was going on in the 70s was what we called white flight. The only person doing white flight in the 1970s was Michelle Robinson. You're told by a school counselor you're not Princeton material. You're black, maybe you're stretching. Michelle was no victim of racism. In fact, Michelle has been running from the black community her whole life. Hyde Park is the best neighborhood. And Michelle sold out the black community working for the mayor of Chicago. This is turning into a ghetto. You better run. They just take our home like this shit. And she sold them out as a hospital executive, kicking poor black patients out of the ER. Yeah, I like that. I learned that to get power, Michelle pretends to be part of the black community she exploited all her life. Lo and behold, trying to pay your own rent. Imposter uh, syndrome. All out war between the pigs and us. And it turns out, Michelle's close friend and mentor was an anti-American radical. The politics of fear. Because of fear. Your fear. They want you to be afraid of change. We're working to change the future of this nation. We need you. Are you in? Fundamentally transforming the United States of America. And to transform America, Michelle plans to rule America come election day. 2024. Joel Gilbert, welcome to the show. All right, thanks for having me. 
So you have you are a very prolific writer, documentary filmmaker, and recently your most recent work is this one, Michelle Obama 2024, her real life story and plan for power. And I just played the trailer. Uh, I can't wait to see this. <laughs> First of all, where can people find that that uh, documentary? Okay, so the uh, there's both a film and a book version as well. So the book version is going to be on Amazon.com, of course. And the film version, you can actually live stream it on demand at SalemNow.com, SalemNow.com, or buy the DVD as well at SalemNow.com. Why did you feel... It was important to write this. And when did you have the notion that the Democrats were thinking or, you know, pining for Michelle Obama to run for president? And, and you know, you think it's going to be in 2024. Yeah, I absolutely do. Uh, I've been following the Obamas for years. I mean, I made a film about Barack Obama. I'm pretty well known for uh, 2012 called Dreams for My Real Father. And I've followed the Obamas ever since. And I noticed uh, really since 2016, 17, first of all, that Michelle was the most popular woman on the planet. She had so much positive uh, free media, magazine covers, talk shows, you name it, probably the most popular woman in America. And then I noticed that she was kind of following the exact same formula that Barack was to become president. Uh, Barack was the keynote speaker, for example, for John Kerry in 2004 at the Democrat National Convention, and that's the slot they always give to the people they think are going to be the nominee at the next convention. And then Michelle popped up as the keynote speaker that introduced Joe Biden at the 2020 Democrat Convention. Also, Barack based his candidacy on his personal story. He wrote an autobiography, his best-selling book called Dreams from My Father, and Michelle wrote her autobiography called Becoming in 2018 and went on this big national book tour selling out stadiums. And then lastly, uh, Barack actually started in politics in 1992, running a voter registration organization called Project Vote. And then Michelle started a voter registration organization called When We All Vote. And she's been running around the country giving these highly political speeches. So it just seems so obvious to me that Michelle was preparing to run for president. I noticed that there were about six biographies written about Michelle that were just very reverent. They just kind of repeated whatever she said. So I decided if I didn't look into her background, no one would. And I decided to go ahead and go to Chicago. I talked to her classmates from kindergarten, high school, elementary school, her teachers, principals, Princeton professors, even her mother. And I put together a portrait of Michelle Obama's life history, which is completely opposite of what she's been telling everybody. I have to ask you, though, Joel, it seems to me that if anybody knows anything about your background and knew that you were coming to speak with them, why would they agree to speak with you? Um, they know that you're trying to write this documentary about her. They know your history, probably, if they did a little research. And I'm just wondering, why would they agree to do this? Do they believe she's a fraud as well? Uh, no, I mean, I talked to mostly like friends of hers, teachers, her elementary school principal, her her thesis advisor in college. And I get that question a lot. I mean, I just call these people or talk to them in person and I just start asking questions and I find that people are eager to talk. Uh, I guess my my presentation is, is pretty uh, peaceful and uh, friendly. 
and and most people do talk to me quite a bit about about what I want to know, and I don't really get any people uh, worrying about uh, or even asking about what the goal is. I said I'm doing a biography of Michelle Obama, and they all like to talk, so that's kind of how it goes down. So you're an investigative journalist, um, and I think you know you're also a musician, which I find very interesting. Um, but you know you have this this quest for knowledge and information. It seems you want to uncover the things that. Uh, normal people wouldn't typically see, uh, you know, because you want to go deeper. So right. when you're digging deeper and you're trying to, you know, kind of go backwards into her life, what was the most shocking things that you uncovered? Well, the, uh, the film is a biography all the way from her early childhood all the way up through present day. So it's, it's so much that uh, I can't even begin to tell you. You got to watch it. People that have seen the film, I just did a uh, screening at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C., and people said 80% of it they had no idea about Michelle. Wow. So, I mean, some of the things, for example, Michelle has been chronically trying to manipulate the black community for years with these phony stories of racial discrimination and being held back in life and told she couldn't do things uh, to kind of get their sympathy and their their political support. And it turns out Michelle actually... Uh, was never held back. She came from a very privileged family, of also a political family. Her father was a precinct captain working for uh, the Democrat Party machine in Chicago, Mayor Richard Daley. She also grew up quite a bit in Jesse Jackson's house. She was best friends with his daughter, Santita, when Jackson was preparing to run for president. So she's had a very political life and a political childhood. Another thing is, I mean, Michelle openly even talks about this stuff in her book and on, on her book tour. Uh, when she was growing up, she was afraid of black people. She would get beat up by black people. She talked about she's afraid to go out of her house because they would accuse her of acting white and talking white. Hmm. She even talks about getting into a fist fight with a girl who called her an Oreo, meaning black on the outside, white on the inside, which is a big insult. Wow. And uh, so she always ran away from the black community. She's always running from them and going to study far away at this magnet high school. And then she openly lies about it at the same time. She says, I went to the neighborhood schools, which she did not. There was a all-black high school one block from her house, South Shore High School, which was a nice school. And Michelle went an hour and a half away. She claims her parents couldn't afford private schools. Well, her brother went to a Catholic school, private Catholic school in Hyde Park, and uh, that was, they're not even Catholic. So uh, Michelle comes from a very privileged childhood, but for politics, she claims to be just one of these ordinary black folks that suffered discrimination growing up. So that was one of the big revelations. She is one of the, if not the most popular woman in America and even the world, I would say, for some yeah, reason. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, for some reason, she has that, you know, je ne sais quoi, as they say, right? The X factor, for some reason. Have you been able to put your finger on it? Is this a calculated way that she presents herself that makes people attractive, attracted to her? No, I would say, uh, look, uh, Michelle is a very political person. She's, uh, people might remember from 2008, campaign. She was so political. She was doing these speeches every night for Barack, going around Iowa. And at some point she went so far over the top. She said, for the first time in my life, I'm proud of my country. And that got so much negative uh, pushback. The campaign told her, they said, listen, you're hurting the campaign. Let's just say you hate politics and you want to be the mom in chief. So she agreed to take a step back 
and not be political. Oh, she must have and, hated that. I am sorry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. So she she compensated for that by going on all these vacations, and she would be on every magazine cover ten times, and talk mm. shows, and sitcoms. So she just got all this free earned media uh, because she was the the wife of a Democrat president. It's not that she had any special gift or talent, uh, and. Uh, you know, 15 years of free earned media on the front cover of every magazine, uh, you get a lot of uh, positive uh, publicity and a lot of a lot of uh, popularity. She's also been working it. If you look at her Twitter account, she's always reaching out to these women's groups, uh, kind of that Oprah crowd, that Hillary crowd, working mothers. So she's very calculating, very manipulative person, and she's built up this kind of cult of personality over the years. I'm speaking with Joel Gilbert. He's the author of Michelle Obama 2024, Her Real Life Story and Plan of Power, and the documentary, uh, the director of the documentary, Michelle Obama 2024, available on the Salem uh, in, uh, website. Now, I wanted to ask you, Joel, because every, you know, you mentioned Twitter. I looked at her Twitter after I, I heard you say that somewhere or read that you said that, that she's very active on Twitter politically. And she just made a surprise appearance to the Martha's, Martha's Vineyard yeah. African-American Film Festival. I right. could just imagine how exciting that must have been for the people that were planning that event. Um, are these the sort of things that they do, this like grassroots thing where they insert themselves yeah, they're very look the, the Obamas are very calculating. Everything they do is strategic. Now, they moved to Martha's Vineyard, which is the most uh, you know, they pay 12 million dollars for a beachfront mansion. So obviously they think that global warming is a hoax. <laughs> exactly. And you know, far away from the south side of Chicago, why didn't they go buy a place on the south side of Chicago or next to their presidential library that they're building? They moved to Martha's Vineyard of all places, mm -hmm. the epic, you know, the, the mythical Democrat island of all white people, <laughs> the, the ultimate progressive white elite symbol. And so there aren't, really aren't any black people in uh, Martha's Vineyard. So they're holding a, you know, a black film festival in Martha's Vineyard. So they show up to kind of make it look like they're, you know, they got some street cred. But Barack and Michelle have no street cred. They're, they don't have any experiences of ordinary black people. That's why it was so hard for Barack in Chicago. He had zero support from the black community politically. Uh, and it was only really Michelle's efforts that got him the support when he ran for president. Uh, Michelle as well has no experiences with ordinary black people. She spent her youth running away from them. Uh, I chronicle in the film how, as uh, in her professional career, Michelle sold out the black community to every turn of her life. She always worked for white elites to deal with black people and deal with the problems they were having with black people. For example, she worked for the mayor of Chicago under Valerie Jarrett as the assistant planning commissioner when they were doing redevelopment. That's when they were knocking down the projects. Michelle helped make 20,000 blacks homeless at Cabrini Green, knocked down the projects and gave away the land to these Democrat donor developers like Tony Resco, who then gave some of the money back to the politicians. Uh, having shown her callousness toward the black community, Michelle was hired by the University of Chicago Medical Center, and she headed up a program called the Southside Health Collaborative. And what they did is they wanted to prevent the Southside black community from using the University of Chicago Medical Center emergency room. So Michelle would actually put them in these vans and dump people in these crappy neighborhood mm -hmm. clinics 
Right. Uh, so they would not have access to health care. So Michelle sold out the black community in her professional career. She ran away from them as a child. She has no connection to black people. She was afraid of them. She always lived in fear. I'm speaking with Joel Gilbert, uh, an author and documentary filmmaker, and he recently released Michelle Obama 2024. I, I need to ask you, though, it sounds like, you know, we always talk about President Bill Clinton as the first black president, you know, before President Obama came yeah. along. And uh, it sounds like Michelle Obama has the Hillary Clinton syndrome um, where she, she and, and, you know, like she always wanted to be president but ended up being the first lady. I just have that feeling. Yeah, well, look, Michelle is a better politician than Barack, naturally a better politician, a better speaker. She speaks with better emotion. She comes off more authentic, even though, like Barack, she's not. And, uh, you know, she has experience as an executive in Chicago for years. Uh, Barack had no executive experience. So Michelle really uh, has the ability to, to be a politician, she was an effective politician as a uh, first lady for years. And, uh, you know, I think she's found herself in a position being so popular and being the best loved Democrat where uh, the nomination is hers if she wants it. And I think she does want it. Joel, I have to ask you, what kind of backlash have you received from people on the left, the you know, people who love Michelle Obama? Well, none yet. Uh, the way these things work is, when you come out with something, they try to ignore you at first. They just kind of ignore you and hope it goes away. And then as it gets more and more popularity and more and more people see it, then they start to come after you a little bit. They go on to Amazon. They give you a bunch of negative reviews. And uh, so it's usually a, a longer process. I went through it with my film about Barack Obama, where eventually BarackObama.com attacked me. And I was attacked on MSNBC and, and uh, the, even the Federal Election Commission came after me for a while. So I'm in the first stages now. Mm. So we haven't, it, it's coming, you know, okay. Michelle is, You're Michelle's kinda, <laughs> yeah, Michelle's kind of laying in the background also. I think she's going to, you know, kind of try to stay in the background and next, next spring, mm -hmm. she'll say something like, you know, I hate politics, but I do love this country and I love all your children. So I'm going to form a committee because people are asking me if I want to run, I'm going to form a committee. That's how it's going to happen. You know, I was watching a, a recent episode on uh, Tucker Carlson, and he did uh, a segment on one of her, uh, one of the shows that they've made. I, and I don't recall now. You just reminded me, though. It was, uh, it's a show that's on either Netflix or something like that. And it's about their life, Obama and Michelle Obama in the White House and just how they were dealing with stuff. And he was uh, showing clips of it and it says, I, if, how could she possibly approve of this? This really shines negatively on her. What do, you, what do you think about that? About which type of lifestyle? The Martha's Vineyard lifestyle? No, it, it was more about well, as they were um, in the White House. And it was based on their relationship. And, and when I was watching it and he was saying, I can't believe she would sign off on this if she had. She must be embarrassed by it. But, but I was watching it and it seemed like it was very pro-woman and how she was standing up to Obama and yeah. showing her strength and her anger. Yeah. And uh, and I felt like that's the image that she wants to show. And I think in in light of what I've learned from you, it seems to me like she's telling people like she's had enough. She's been through it. And you know what? She is going to come out in the spring and, and you know, because she's yeah, well, come to the point yeah. where she's got to do something. 
Yeah, well, she's been doing a lot. I mean, she's not really silent. If you look at her Twitter account, she's doing all these different programs. She's reaching out to people. She's always telling people how proud she is of them and uh, showing up at these different events. To, she was here in Los Angeles four weeks ago. She gave this fiery speech hitting every Democrat talking point for her When We All Vote group. And uh, look, she's had so much media support. She can make mistakes or she can do certain things and the, me- the media will support her. What about their kids? There seems to be a lot of odd things about their children. Have you, have you heard anything, especially the older child? Um, there seems to be a lot, uh, you know, with the pot smoking and, and I think she, you know, she has a boyfriend and she was in college and then she would like, wasn't in college. And well, the, uh, the two daughters both moved to LA. Apparently Sasha, the younger daughter transferred to USC for her senior year. And the older daughter, Malia worked for Harvey Weinstein. Don't forget. Uh, and now she's got a job working for some, uh, production company. And I think they're both living in LA somewhere. So I do see news stories about the daughters quite often about who they're dating and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was just uh, I'm just thinking about, you know, the fallout as more and more people see this this documentary. If it's going to change some minds, who do you hope sees it and what kind of response are you expecting? I mean, I know what you told me about the backlash will be down the road, but who would you like to you know, make sure that this gets in front of? Well, I think, uh, you know, my film and book, Michelle Obama 2024, uh, are really for everybody. Uh, There was a great cross-section of people that came to the National Press Club, actually. A lot of just local folks came out that wanted to see a free movie at the press club. So we had quite a group. And uh, everyone was kind of in shock. They said, well, we had no idea about all of this. So uh, I think uh, Michelle is such a popular figure. It's the only biography on her that uh, goes into her real background and what she really went through in life, running away from the black community, selling them out, uh, putting on a fake urban accent for politics, all of her fashion stuff where she, I go into how she's such a big fashionista and for years was on the top of all the best dress lists. And then when she showed up on the 2008 campaign trail, she dressed like a homeless person, didn't comb her hair mm. because she wanted people to think she was just a regular housewife wow. when really she, she was this big hospital executive. You know, Harvard, she was a Harvard lawyer like Barack. So mm-hmm. uh, she, you know, she, people need to see it. They see how manipulative she is. I think if a Republican candidate for president uh, needs to see it and to take, to take her on, he's going to have to say things like uh, – you know, Michelle, are you going to apologize for what you did to the black community in Chicago? Now, that'll open a whole can of worms. So uh, I think there's a lot to learn. She's a very, very popular figure, but no one really knows her. And this is the uh, the only work that really shows what her real life story is. Well, Joel, if, if we ever see a Michelle Obama, Donald J. Trump matchup in 2024, I could just imagine. Well, first of all, I would say that Donald is the only candidate that will just say what he, what he feels without any um, care about being, you know, labeled a racist and a misogynist because he's already been labeled that a thousand times over. So, uh, you know, but but it's there, it's like built in if Michelle Obama is the candidate. If you criticize her, that's how it's going to be. Exactly how it was with Barack Obama. Well, especially with Michelle, if you criticize Michelle, you're going to be called a, a racist, a sexist and a hater. Right. But it it definitely looks like it's going to be Trump versus Michelle is what it's looking like. Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine it. 
Yeah. <laughs> People are thinking Hillary Clinton and Trump, you know, they think it's no, going to be I like don't, that. No, I don't think Hillary's coming back. The Democrat Party is purging all of their older white members. The trend is toward uh, ethnic and female and, you know, what transgender is her relationship and everything else. With Kamala Harris, what, what is her relationship or the Bidens or her relationship with the Clintons? Do you have any inkling on that? Yeah, well, interestingly, when Michelle was the keynote speaker for Joe Biden, everybody did the the speeches at the Democrat convention live, or they did it, uh, they recorded it on camera the same day. Michelle recorded her introduction for Joe Biden over a week in advance, and that was before Kamala Harris was named vice president. Uh, so she didn't have to compliment her or say anything nice about her because she hadn't been named yet. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think there's any relationship there at all with Kamala Harris. She was just a, you know, put in there for uh you know, to fulfill that role that the Democrats are pushing for all ethnic, black, you know, female, transgender. I just remember before we run out of time, Joel, what about her relationship with George W. Bush? They seem very close. Yeah, Michelle, uh, you know, Michelle loves the Queen of England. Michelle, uh, you know, likes the Bushes. I mean, Michelle, look, when Michelle was called an Oreo by her neighbors and beat up by her neighbors, it's because it was true. She she is a white girl within. She's a white girl who grew up on the South Side who happens to be black. So she typically likes all the things that white people and conservatives like, uh, but she wants political power. So she goes over the top with all this racial nonsense because she never experienced any racism from whites. She only experienced it from blacks. So, uh, you know, Michelle loves all the conservative things that you might think associate with white people. Michelle loves it. Did you find any people of color that would be willing to come out and speak out against her and call her out? Well, the people I talked to, it wasn't a question of calling her out. I was talking to her elementary school, high school classmates, uh, her professors, principals. It wasn't people calling her out. I was just asking like, well, what did she go through? I talked to three of her high school or three of her boyfriends. Her high school boyfriend told me He said, Michelle had a great time in high school. She took full advantage. No one held her back. She was treasurer of the school. She went to Paris with her French club. She went to sock hop. She had a great time. So it wasn't about calling, you know. Yeah, but I mean, is there someone, political power these days that would call her out? I'm just wondering. that. Uh, It's it's tough. I mean, there's only a very few uh, African-Americans that came out against Obama. Uh, and uh, there'd probably be few or less that would, would come mm-hmm. out against Michelle, but they haven't seen my movie yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and I can't wait to see it. So uh, I appreciate your time, Joel. I, I'm just wondering, what else are you up to? Are you, in, I'm sure you're working on something else already. I don't know if you want to share it or not. No, I usually only share stuff right before it comes out, but I'm doing a lot of promotion now for the Michelle Obama 2024, which, again, you can get on Amazon.com for the book version. SalemNow.com for the uh, movie version. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to, as Michelle does different things, for example, September 7th, she's going to be back at the White House to unveil her official portrait. Uh, You know, and then as things heat up, there is a lot of news right now about Democrats saying they don't want Biden to run again. So the more that stays presidential politics stays in the news, the more this will be very relevant. And of course, when she does announce for president, obviously it's going to be like a whole new film release again. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Thank you for doing that uh, difficult and uh, you know hard work of the investigative journalism. But I would love to see something on Zelensky. 
That is something I would love to see. Okay. I, <laughs> I'm going to put in, put in my request. <laughs> I'll make a note. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Joel Gilbert, thank you so much, and good luck with the book and with the documentary. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks so much. The Long Story Short Podcast with Liz Calloway. Thank you for downloading Long Story Short. If you need to reach me, you can always email me at LizCallowayLLC at gmail.com. That's Callaway with all A's. If you enjoy this podcast, please give us a review, like, and share it with your friends. Until next time, I'm Liz Calloway.